You're listening to the ScoutCast, your resource for all things Northwest Arkansas. Let's go. It feels good to be back. We are back in the pod studio. It's Jen. Um, thank you so much for listening to the ScoutCast. We've gotten so much great feedback and um, just want to throw that thank you out there real quick. So today with me is Stephanie Funk from Engel and Volkers. And I just want to get the pronunciation right because there was, <clears throat> to me, one of the funniest things, which is y'all went around downtown Springdale asking people how to pronounce it. <laughs> so I'm guessing there's a lot of mispronunciation. <laughs> there is. It's very German. Yes. But it's to, to, for me to say Volkers is correct. Totally acceptable. What's right? Volkers. Oh, that's... See. Engel and Volkers. Oh, <laughs> Which wow. sounds dirty like, a little. <laughs> You went full accent there. You went for the authenticity of it. I love it. Well, Engel and Folkers um, is a well-known luxury real estate uh, brand, really global. Um, That's right. And um, Stephanie and I were talking about this before, and I think she brought up a really good point, which is defining what luxury means when it comes to what you guys do. Obviously, when I think of luxury, I'm thinking of $10 million homes. I'm thinking of, in fact, something that some people may not know that you do, which is aviation. Um, but go ahead and, and define luxury and, and explain that. For sure. So you're right. People, Engel and Volkers is a luxury brand. But what that means is it's a luxury level of service at every price point. So that means here in our market, we sell $10,000 Bella Vista lots. We sell $200,000 new construction and gentry. We sell you know, $400,000 homes in Southwest Bentonville. Mm -hmm. And we sell 2 million plus homes in downtown Bentonville. Yeah. But it's about the level of service. And we also have a gorgeous brand. Mm -hmm. And so it's about being true to the brand and making sure that everything we do is elevated and is white glove. Nothing is mediocre. That actually... Um it hits the nail on the head for me when I think of of you all because um, of how you all are, how wonderful you are, how detailed, even when it's just with working with me on something we're collaborating on for the Scout Guide, how um, everything is just buttoned up and, and um, perfection, really. And um, it's, it's beyond just being, um, you know, elevated. It's not, it's not a level of snobbery, though. Right, right. Of course. Our brand and our culture prides ourselves on setting our there there are other brands in the luxury space. We pride ourselves on being accessible mm -hmm. and welcoming to everyone. Yes. And you are. I mean, approachability does not even begin to define you all. And so I think that's probably why it's so important that you define what luxury means. So it's not an intimidating thing for somebody to to know that they are working with this very high level realty group. Um and it's something that, so, I mean, listen, we are, we've got people moving in here all the That's time. That's right. Constantly. So um, moving into this area and knowing that you are here gives, gives people a really trusted group to work with as well. And um, I would say my, personally, and this is probably true of our entire brokerage, I do a lot of work, probably the majority of my clients, if I'm really thinking, probably 80% of my clients are not here. Mm -hmm. They're coming here mm -hmm. and they're bringing with them an introduction from their Engel and Volkers advisor in 
Austin or San Diego or Salt Lake City or wherever they're coming from. Mm -hmm. They're coming from all over and they're being handed to us, you know, with this warm introduction and, and we already know their history when they get here. But like our listings, especially in downtown Bentonville, we know we're probably not going to sell that to someone who's here. Mm -hmm. That has to be marketed Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. We have to have it in the in the shop window in Colorado Springs and you know all the uh, Phoenix and which is such a plus to work with with you guys. I mean mm-hmm. you are you're all over and so you do have the ability to show someone relocating from well it sounds like everybody's coming from California but um <laughs> they're not though they're coming from all over. We have an odd number of Austin transplants that I think are coming this way because this feels like Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, what, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, okay, I'm going to take that back. Everybody's making a triangle. It's going, California's moving to Austin. Austin's <laughs> moving to Northwest Arkansas. You're actually yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, it's very interesting. Um, well, so, okay, so let's talk about Northwest Arkansas, though. Like, what's going on here? Because, you know, it wasn't that long ago where you couldn't even find a listing for a family home, three-bedroom family home, because it was just gone at the whisper or hint of it being going on the market. So where are we now? So that's right. So for a couple of years, we had the situation where if you listed your house, you could just about guarantee that it was going to be off the market at the end of that day. Like you were not going to make it through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not really the case, but we're still very heavily in a seller's market. So the difference between a buyer and a seller's market is months of inventory. And that's done... That calculation is done based on absorption rate. So how many homes do we have on the market currently based on, or as it relates to how many homes sold in a month? Okay. Okay. So it's a simple calculation. Mm -hmm. A balanced market is when we have about six months of inventory. So in order for every house on the market right now to sell, it would take six months, right? That's not our case. We still only have, at any given time, plus or minus two months of inventory. Okay. So while buyers have picked up a bit of leverage here, and I'll talk about that, Mm -hmm. um, it's not a buyer's market yet, and it's definitely not a bubble. I hear people go, oh, what if it's a bubble? Right. It's not a bubble. If you listen to Tom and Stuart Walton at any community event they show up to, it's like we're at the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just getting started. So... There's that. So what leverage have buyers picked up? Well, in the market you were talking about, mm-hmm. where they were lasting half a day, you buyers had zero leverage. You yeah. get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah. Right? It's the old kindergarten rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like this house is falling into the earth. Great. I'll take it. Right. You know, it's a 800 square foot. And the seller probably made a profit on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, for sure they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. They made a ton of money. So now buyers are able to get offers accepted that are contingent on the sale of their house, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hot market, we were having to do, th- in order to win a contract, you were having to do things like write on the contract inspection for information only. Now we are not having to do that. We're not having to do appraisal guarantees like we were once having to do. And an appraisal guarantee is saying, I know that I'm offering 15% above the list price. Mm-hmm. If it appraises for the list price, I'm going to bring that extra 15% in cash to closing. Okay. okay. We don't have to do that anymore. But we also necessarily aren't having to write over asking price offers. We can write offers now. If something's been on the market 60 days, mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15% under asking, mm-hmm. which is like, I think that's what makes it feel 
like a more balanced market, okay. even though it isn't quite. Okay. Okay. Um, are we just trained to wait for a crash? I mean, is that what it is? Because yeah. is that why people are asking? Because it doesn't feel like it's such a panic. Um, but I can see what you mean that they're, you know, people can sell their homes. Yeah. So nobody's going, it's not, here's why it's not going to be a crash. If you get underwater mm-hmm. in your house, mm-hmm. you can sell your house. In 2008, if you were underwater in your house, mm-hmm. you couldn't sell your house. Nobody was buying. Okay. So I have PTSD from 2008 because <laughs> I bought my very first house in 2006. And then I uh-huh. put it on the market in October of 2008. And then a year and a half later, I sold it and lost money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as a, as a Gen X person, we're angry anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a disgruntled people. And then that was our first real estate experience was right. a negative one, a painful one mm-hmm. where everybody's like, oh, invest in real estate. It's a great idea. And mm-hmm. then no. So I think we all have PTSD to some extent. And we also are kind of as a culture always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. And right. so we had a really, really great run on the market. So surely there are consequences mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And the consequence is here anyway, and through most of the U.S., save a few markets, stabilization, right? So we're still moving. Our values in Northwest Arkansas are still moving up and to the right, mm-hmm. just at a more measured, normal pace of like 5% appreciation. Mm-hmm. We appreciated here in Northwest Arkansas 75% over the past five years. That's insanity. Yeah. But it's not like we're rolling back on that. We're just proceeding a little more slowly. Okay. So what would you tell somebody coming into this Northwest Arkansas area, this magical little land, that and, and they're looking for a home? So what are you telling them? What are you telling them to look for? Obviously, with factors like budget and, you know, set size. And But what advice are you giving them? Right. So what happens when somebody comes the first time is they usually are lured here by a friend <laughs> or a Walmart mm-hmm. or something. And they're kind of shown the highlights. Mm-hmm. And they see downtown Bentonville and they go, oh, these houses look affordable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's the reality check of that teardown is a half million dollars. Right. Or that bungalow is a million and a half dollars. Right. Right. And they're like, that doesn't make sense. So I try to keep it as light as possible. And one thing I tell my California clients is like, we, I need you to be aware so that you're not mad at me later. <laughs> we don't have an ocean. <laughs> there's no earthquake no oceanfront property here <laughs> there's no oceanfront op- property there's no earthquake that's going to make that happen for us mm-hmm. you know what we have our ocean is the trees so if you don't want to pay a million and a half dollars for a thousand square feet mm-hmm. which maybe that's extreme but stay with me then let's stay close to the trees mm-hmm. and get that same vibe with kind of proximity to the area. So let's look at Bella Vista. Let's look at maybe downtown Rogers. Mm-hmm. My Austin people always want to look at Fayetteville. Right. Like they understand Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah. Like this we get. Um, you know, and then you have people who are here on their three-year tour of duty with a CPG. You know, they're on the management track right. and they've got to do three years here. And so Southwest Bentonville is is kind of suburbia, mm-hmm. you know, and they tend to congregate there because it's safe and they understand it and mm-hmm. they know, okay, this is a good, sturdy, pretty modern house. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I buy it now, it's a safe bet in three years. Mm-hmm. Downtown Bentonville, or really any downtown, there is risk involved because you look at this house and you're like, that looks like a trap house. <laughs> <laughs> 
and your realtor is going, no, 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 totally worth $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, but pay cash, pay cash. Right. <laughs> we don't want to get a bank involved in this. Right. And they're like, I, that feels risky. And so if it feels risky in your gut, you know, you kind of have to lo- know your, your risk level. Right. If it feels risky in your gut, then maybe we look at a safer right. area. It's not See, for everyone. Again, this is the perfect example of the level of detail and honesty and integrity that you guys put into your service and your, we what you do. absolutely pride ourselves on being educators and being our, our um, approach is service. Mm-hmm. Like it, we are serving our clients. And I don't know if this is, um, I don't know if this is, I hope this is not offensive. If, if it is, please cut it out. Um, <laughs> I tell my team, we are really well-paid wait staff. Yeah. You know, like, because it puts you in that service-oriented position of like, there are people in real estate who cannot be bothered to show a property at mm-hmm. 6 p.m. or to write a difficult contract. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write that. That's mm-hmm. going to make me look bad. Sorry, bub. It's mm-hmm. not about how you look. It's right. about what your client wants. Right. Right. And so I am in a service position to my client, not the other way around. So you are preaching my song. <laughs> that I mean, I I've said it once and I've said it a million times. You know, you you have to have that mentality. You have to know what it's like to be in the, either the service industry, the customer service industry, or, or to do what it is you do. Because if you think about it, and you know, it, I don't think it's it's offensive to say a high paid or high paid wait staff. I think it's also um, important to think of a waiter as concierge as well. I mean, it's right. just it's just what kind of service you're. It's there's a level. There's a level, and there's a standard no matter what job it is, no matter what industry. So, I love that. That's I right. Know. And I was a waitress for six months of my life in total. I was terrible at it, but I was smart enough to go to the most expensive restaurant in Little Rock because I knew the tips would be higher. Yeah. Same in the luxury home market. If you're with a luxury brokerage, yeah, the price point typically trend, trends higher. Right. 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 I think that's wonderful. Um, okay, real quick, I also want to talk about um, there's an art gallery within the, the Bentonville office. Yes. Which is actually right across the street from our good friend Amy Kiefer, too. But let's talk about y'all's gallery, 211, um, 211 South? Did yes. I just mention? Okay, I thought so. Okay, 211 South. Um, and you, how long has that been a gallery? Do you know? I know Kelly Lair is the one who curates all your art. The she beloved Kelly Lair. Job. Yes, she does such a wonderful job. Um, how long have you had that gallery? So in a few space? years. Yeah. And it is our pride and joy. Yeah. We love it. People come in just to see the art. Yes. And we're always glad to give them a tour because Kelly curates such beautiful collections and then tells us the story. Yes. So that we can then share it with everyone that comes in. And our art rotates quarterly. So we get to have art openings yes, every quarter. Yes, which are so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And it's such a way, great way for us to um, reconnect with our clients and invite them back in yes. or and to meet new people. But the current collection is actually a professor at the U of A. Uh, Sam King? Sam King. Yes, 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 yes. And I love every piece of his art. Yeah. And so there are some collections... When they come in, that I understand more than others. Right. right. <laughs> you know, that's art, baby. Right. <laughs> and they're all very interesting. And I think we're just so lucky to have Kelly. It's not, it's not us picking our favorite art. She is dedicated to this role. Yes. Like, this is her life. And, yeah. she, and, and so I love that we have the gallery. Um, the 
the global brand loves that we have the gallery. Mm-hmm. You know, they see how um, excited our community is about it. And then in Springdale, we have we have art in our Springdale office mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's right there on Turnbow. So when they have their Thursday nights live at Turnbow, mm-hmm. we have our doors open. We have food. We have drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, our Springdale office has a stage. It's designed to be a music venue. So every location that we open is some kind of arts venue. Yes. And, and we it, activate it. You can actually see that stage in the last version of the Scout Guide because we did Party Girls photo shoot. Oh, that's um, right. On that stage. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So, um, yeah. No, I love that you you basically incorporate art into everything. And again, you guys are such a open the doors and enjoy the evening and have the drinks kind of a group. I love that so much. And this um, is our season. We love yes, spring, spring to fall. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have a question I want to know. This is this is a this is a, a f- hacky real estate question. Okay. I want to know if you follow the Instagram account, please hate these things. No. Oh my gosh, I was hoping you'd say that. Because <laughs> I really, really, really want to show you. Now, this is you you can go down a rabbit hole. I don't know if you've ever um also like searched like on Craigslist, for example, mirrors. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's the funniest thing ever, right? It's people so like raising up a cell phone. With me. Um, Why do people take pictures of mirrors naked? I, 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 the <laughs> volume of naked people in mirror sales pictures. Or with is, a mirror behind them. I don't understand it. Like, oh and it's just an endless cell phone picture. Okay. This is, pl- this is not going to make for great audio. I get this, but this is please hate these things. Okay. So we've got things like, um, we've cut the railing here to match the stairs you have oh, to follow heavens. this. This is so much fun. And I hope every Okay, so these people, they just, they, wait, where is it? No, there's one that they just had to have the shutters. They had to have the shutters, but they didn't fit. So they just cut them in half. Stop. <laughs> um, it's the funniest well, account. Let me just say that I cannot describe, I cannot explain that behavior other than to say people are weird and they make strange choices. If you, if you ha- are a perfectionist, this kills you. I mean, the pool is off center, the mm-hmm. fireplace is off center, the table, both tables are off center. Anyway, you've got to check this out. And then, um, and then you're going to need to come back to me one okay. time with a story of, <laughs> of one thing that you think that should be. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, I can imagine the stories. Oh, so, this one, this one. Tell me, why is there a floating door? Okay. Anyway, I'm going to say mechanical access, maybe. (laughs) It's red. (laughs) Why is it red? No, the question is, why why is is it red? red? You're right. You're right. So there, um, I can't. So I go into every listing appointment with a sense of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the thing that's going to surprise me in this house? Because I have yet to go into a listing appointment and not find something. Oh my gosh. That I have not ever seen before. There was a house um, very close to the square that was a originally like a tiny house from the, the mid-century. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like Frank Lloyd Wright mid-century. I'm talking about like that time, that single time story <laughs> service worker mm-hmm. rancher, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, like four room house. Well, at some point, somebody had gotten a bonus or come into some money, and they had added an addition onto the back uh-huh. that was an indoor pool. That's all it was, indoor pool. Oh, my goodness. And inlaid in tile, a scorpion in the bottom. Okay. I was so reminder, disturbed. money cannot buy you taste. A <laughs> reminder right there. Money cannot. Listen here, kids. Money cannot buy you taste. <laughs> 
and I, was, I showed it at night and we all were like, the energy's weird. We have That's to leave. terrifying. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bet there are endless stories. Okay. Tell everybody how they can follow England Volkers. Tell everybody how they can follow you because I know that you've got some fun TikTok things out there. Yes. I love doing TikTok, by the way. It's so much fun. It's, I think I might be the oldest person on TikTok. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but but the, the children are nice to the me. Children, good, good. So, um, yeah, so my handle on um, Instagram and TikTok is at Stephanie G Funk. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. I make stalking so easy. <laughs> And then on Instagram, we are at England Volkers NWA. And then I have a team and we're called the Funk Group. And so that Instagram is, while my Instagram is more color commentary, if you want to see my listings and what's happening with me professionally um, at Funk Group EV is that Instagram. That's much oh, more okay. tidy over yes. there yes. than mine. You get a lot of... Um, memes on my story on my personal page gold just gold um well yes okay we want everybody to go follow all of those things and uh play, and engage play on, like, the, play on the tiktok engage on the tiktok yeah and um thank you thank you for coming thanks it's been for a fun having conversation. me we've covered a lot um if you like what you hear and you want to share this podcast we'd so appreciate it you can also follow the scout guide on instagram at tsgnw arkansas or northwest.arkansas at thescoutguide.com. Talk to you next time. Thanks.